Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's run out to the SDCCU fan hotline. Joining us right now, someone I've known for a long, long time, Carlos Pena, MLB Network, our guest here on 97.3 The Fan. Los, how are you? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm pumped to be with you guys this morning. Thank you so much. So, Carlos, let's talk a little bit about a young ball club um, trying to ascend out of that bottom division into the top of the division. San Diego Padres started red hot, now have fallen one game below the 500 mark. What's going on inside that clubhouse? Well, I think uh, we can all agree that the Padres, in a sense, have given us something to be excited about. Even where they're at right now, the, the club is ahead of schedule. You know, before the season started, even with the signing of Manny Machado, all of us in the industry were saying, look, the team looks pretty good, but they're not going to compete yet, right? They're, they're going to be, they're going to have to bring up those uh, prospects. There's going to be some pitching, uh, a young pitcher that's going to need to prove themselves in the major league level. And then all of a sudden, the Padres go out and start off very well. They are top of the division, and everyone is really excited about it. It's incredible the emotional roller coaster sometimes as fans will go through. Um, and all of a sudden, you seem even more hopeful. You're thinking to yourself, okay, the future has arrived. You know, not so fast. Let's let's slow it down a little bit and let's, you know, in, in a sense, count the positive things that have been going on. You know, one of the things that I pointed out was the fact that the young pitching is going to have to be proven. It's going to have to prove itself throughout the 162-game season. There's also been some injuries that have hurt the Padres. So before we get down in the ball club, you know, as a fan, as fans, um, let's make sure that we count the, the, the fact that this team is, has performed way better than anticipated and ahead of schedule. So um, it's just a matter of when you play that long season, your weaknesses will be exposed. You, you're going to, to lose some games here and there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a step backwards. I think the Padres are still taking a step forward, and they're still ahead of schedule. Carlos, we've been asking people today, and we've been discussing it, do you think that the offense or the pitching is more important to the Padres right now if they're going to turn this around because they've lost six of seven right now? Right now it's, it's just the, the pitching. You know, I, I've, I've said it all along. You know, when I look at the whole entire lineup and you see Myers, you see Hosmer, you see Machado, you see Fernando Reyes, you know, obviously Tatis Jr. has been injured. You're like, wait a second, uh, Renifro. I mean, you're thinking to yourself, this ball club can swing the bat. That is not a question. Now, if the team is going to withstand the storm throughout 162 games, they're going to have to rely on their pitching. Now, they're pitching extremely young, right? extremely talented. Um, you know, I, I scratch my head every single time I see Paddock Fish because I'm like, wow, that's some serious stuff right there. And at times, his sequencing is just ridiculously on point and becomes 
virtually unhittable. But now, can he repeat that over and over and over again? Does he know exactly what makes him successful and what makes him unsuccessful when he have those bad games? Because sometimes it's not the what, it's actually the how and the why that's more important, more compelling uh, throughout the development of a player's career. So pitching is going to have to be key here. I'm not concerned about the offense. Offense is pitching. So if they're going to snap out of this one, the pitching has to with you know withhold uh, and, and stand the storm. And right now it's it's storming over there in San Diego with this uh, last you know few you know week and a half or so where things haven't gone well. Rich Herrera, Ryan Phillips sitting in for the coach this morning. We're talking with Carlos Pena from MLB Network. So Carlos, um, talk to us about being in a division when you have such heavyweights like the Dodgers, like the Diamondbacks, the Rockies went to the playoffs as well, and you're that upstart team, how do, treat, how do teams treat you, how do teams look at you, and how do teams challenge you? You know, I think uh, there's some weight to be thrown around. I mean, when the Dodgers come into town, um, there is a special aura, I guess, you know, and, and this I can speak from experience. You know, when we were over there in Tampa Bay, the race, the Yankees had that. The Red Sox had that. But once you get over it, once you realize that this is just all an illusion in a sense, you know, that when you get past the illusion and then it's just playing between the lines, then stuff gets real. I thought that series uh, when the Dodgers came over to San Diego and uh, even though the, the Padres lost two out of three, the Dodgers took two out of three in San Diego, the stadium was packed. Uh, Renifor hits that walk-off home run. That was absolutely huge for the ball club, you know, just because it immediately lets you know. It's one thing to think, yeah, we're good, we're good enough. You can say it all you want, but when you actually do it, it materializes it. It goes from knowing, you know, from from, from believing, you know, from hoping, and from in, in a sense being positive about it to knowing in every in the fabric of your mind, of your being, that you can compete against the Dodgers. When that happens. There is a paradigm shift, and I think it did happen in San Diego. It's very important for that ball club to know that they can compete with the Dodgers, you know, and be at the top of that division, and it's not a fluke. So even though you see the record, you know, this is something that happens in all the sports. It's, it's, we can go back to the four-minute mile. When that four-minute mile was, was finally attained, then there were many others who, who ran the four-minute mile. It happens in, a, in, in sports, and I think that was a huge series for the Padres, even though they lost the series to the Dodgers. So that's really what what takes what it takes if the Padres ever uh, aspire to become that that top team in that division. There needs to be that belief inside, but more than belief and knowing, you know, one hundred percent of your being that you can you can beat. Uh, the Dodgers, and I think something did click on that series in San Diego. So, Carlos, where do you think this Padres team? I mean, right now, a game below five hundred. Where do you think they can finish? I mean, obviously, some things have to happen. But if you're projecting out right now, where do you, where do you project them to finish? You know, I, I think they're going to finish above five hundred. You know, I, I still do believe that the, the Dodgers are the ones that are going to be on top of that division, um, and uh, it's it's been a pretty fun division to watch. You know, but uh, I, I still do believe that the Padres are um, maybe a year or two away. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the fans because of uh, the prospects that are coming up, you know, especially the left-handed pitching prospects that are coming up. Um, 
it's uh, it's really an exciting time. And I do believe, like I said earlier, that the Padres are ahead of schedule. However, the, the, they need to be patient. You know, uh, the, the fans need to be patient and just stick to the plan. If you remember in the past, there were some moves made that were quite aggressive. I mean, if you, if you, if you go back just a couple of years ago, go back to uh, um, looking at, at the trades that were made, the free agents acquisitions that were made, and you're like, oh, you know, maybe we should do something like that right now. I say not so fast. Not so fast. You went home and signed Machado. There are some uh, prospects that are coming up. Stay the course and do not dismantle or give up uh, some of that prospects that are coming up just because you want to be expedient instead of waiting for the right moment. Let, it, let the process develop and, and, and come to fruition. So I do believe that the Padres are going to finish above 500. I, I don't believe they can overtake the Dodgers. The Dodgers are firing at all cylinders, but that's fine. We didn't even think the, the, the Padres were going to be even close this year. And all of a sudden you see how fun it has been to watch his ball club play. Rich Rare, Ryan Phillips sitting in for the coach this morning talking with Carlos Pena from MLB Network. So, Carlos, I know we were talking a lot about the pitching, but I do want to talk about hitting, and I've been telling everybody all morning I wanted to get your opinion on Will Myers, who's struggling right now. He's a he's a streaky hitter. There's a time where he could carry a team on his back for 45 days, and there's times where he's going to look uh, completely uh, lost at the plate. You, at times, were a streaky hitter in your career, and there's times where I've seen you struggle, and there's times where I've seen you win games and carry a ball club. Can you talk to us what is going through Will Myers' mind right now, his approach, what it's like when you're just struggling and how you get yourself out of that funk? Yes, no doubt. Uh, One of of the things that, uh, even when I look back at my own career, I, I can just look at all the time I wasted working on the wrong thing. See, when you're in the middle of those struggles, sometimes you really bog yourself down with just working uh, on treating the symptoms uh, of the problem. At the time, you don't know it. You're just working hard. And, and you think to yourself, look, as long as I'm sweating, as long as my hands are bleeding because I'm on vacation in the bat so many times and repetition after repetition, then I'm doing all, all I can. But that's not necessarily true. With Will Myers, as it was with me, is the fact that we go to – Maybe I need to fix my swing. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm uppercutting, or that was my case. I need to um, make sure I swing flatter through the zone. And I would go immediately to a technical aspect. If now that I stack and I can be removed emotionally from the game, now I can think a little bit more objectively, less emotionally, and I can say, wait a second, it's about timing. So if I were to talk to, to, to Will Myers right now, I know what he's thinking. Right now he's in the cage going crazy, like, what's wrong with me? I need to, you know, go the other way. I need to, whatever it may be, stay inside the ball, you know, be a little bit flatter through the zone, whatever it is that he's trying to key on. More than likely, you're treating a symptom. I would go immediately to timing. You know, I would have saved myself so much grief and so much effort if I would have been quicker to get to timing. Not so much technique as far as uh, the swing was concerned. So Will Myers, to get ready a little bit earlier, to give himself enough time so he doesn't have to rush to, to get to the baseball, to give himself a little bit more time so he can recognize pitching uh, pitches and not be fooled by the off-speed stuff, to race my sights so you don't chase the ball down in the, in the, in, on the zone, the off-speed 
uh, pitches down in the zone. If I'm looking fastball middle away, low in the zone, I'm going to be susceptible to that slider low and away. So it's like, instead of thinking swing, I'm thinking approach. I'm thinking timing. I wish I would have done that more often when I played. I would have been better. And I wouldn't have wasted so much time in the cage just working on technique when I'm just carving up the wrong tree. So that's very common uh, you know, for all hitters uh, at this time. That's why we're streakies, because when pitchers cooperate with us, we crush. If they don't co- cooperate with us, we struggle. And it's, it's so out of our control. Remember that in baseball, defense controls the baseball. You know, in every other sport, you got basketball, you know, basketball, you can, the offense controls the ball. Football, the offense controls the ball. But in baseball, defense controls the ball. So it's, it's extremely, you know, that's a very, very important point. So um, if I were uh, Myers, I'd be just concerning myself with approach and timing. That's it. All right, Los, we have about a minute here, but I do want to ask something that a lot of the fans have said and they talk about. And, again, you're talking about having an organized strike zone, knowing what I'm looking for, getting in those high leverage counts, going uh, hunting fastballs. Um, but for Will, a lot of times he, a lot of times he'll get pull happy, and the fans will go, "He's trying to pull the ball. He's trying to pull the ball," which is his strength. You are the opposite. You wanted the ball to get as deep as you can uh, into the plate because you're going to go opposite field. That was where all your power is. How much does he need to play to his strengths versus opening up the field and just getting something to land? Yeah, that that is that is crazy when when we look at you know the end result. Like for example, we're talking about us pulling off the ball, right? Immediately, what I would do when I played, okay, I need to keep my shoulder in, you know, when in reality, the reason why I was pulling off the ball was because I was late. And upon realizing that I was late and I didn't have enough time to catch up to that pitch, I would pull off to create space for me to get the the barrel to the baseball. So it was like counterintuitive because I'm like, wait a second, if I'm to go the other way, I need to, um, I guess, be late on the fastball so I can hit it the other way. And it's counterintuitive because the reality is that if I want to make to, to be able to stay in there and keep my shoulder in, then I have to take away the rush feeling, uh, you know, on my mind. So giving myself more time to hit allowed me to be comfortable enough with letting the ball travel. See how that's counterintuitive? So when Will Myers pulls off, it's not necessarily because he's trying to um, beat early it's because he's late so he has to create space pulls up his shoulder in order for him to give himself enough room to get the barrel to the baseball you see how counterintuitive that is yep if he gives himself a little bit more time he will be able to stay in there hit the ball to right center field because there's not going to be that panic um panic button type thing in his mind where he has to pull the shoulder up to get his swing in so the fans are right you're pulling off yes he's pulling off now, what they're wrong is, is that in reality, it's not about being um, early. Like, oh, he's too early. He needs to let the ball travel a little bit more. In order for him to let the ball travel, he needs to be giving himself enough time it, it so there's all gets no down rush to in this one. It all gets down yes, to timing. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Hey, Carlos, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure catching up with you. We'll talk to you again real soon. Yeah, man, don't, don't talk to me about hitting. I'll talk to you all day. You know how it is. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Carlos right, Pena joining us here on 97.3 The Fan. He was on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. Save 
with a high-yield certificate account from SDCCU. Visit SDCCU.com for details today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.